guys. We wanted to just welcome you again here to Carolina Home Podcast. We want to thank you for taking just a little bit of your day and learning a little bit about North Carolina. We are two realtors with a passion for the Carolinas, and we are sponsored by Hillcrest Realty Group. Yeah, we are always here for you guys, but we have a lot of fun. I'm excited. I am too. I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. You're going to love this topic. Don't hang up. Yeah, no, I know, right? So we are going to talk about Pirates in North Carolina. In North Carolina. Right, we actually have quite a bit of beautiful coastline um, in North Carolina. And, you know, it, it's interesting because I feel like our beaches here, mm-hmm. like we, we beach differently. I think so too. Right? Yes. Like, you know, when I lived, I was born in Florida. Mm-hmm. I lived there for a little bit and lived there when my daughter was young as well. Yes. And, you know, there, and we have that here too. You know, you go and you sit on the beach and mm-hmm. you get your cooler and you're there all day long. Mm-hmm. But my favorite thing to do, mm-hmm. so we have a Carolina skiff, which is a little flat bottom mm-hmm. boat. Cool. Our favorite thing is to scoot up on the sandbars. Oh, neat. You know, just hang out, just walk hang around on the sandbars. Private beach. Yeah, yeah. And we, I mean, you go out to the coast, if you know anything about the beach at North Carolina, you, you know, you walk out into the ocean, you kind of get neck deep, and then all of a sudden you start going back up on sand right. and land. And you're in the water, but all of a sudden you're only up to your ankles or knees mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And you're way out from the beach. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird and cool at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Which is also why North Carolina's coast is called the graveyard of the Atlantic. Yes. Because of all those sandbars out there, there were so many shipwrecks. We were really tricky to navigate. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I don't know if you've ever, have you ever run along the coastline, though, with like a depth finder for fishing? No. Oh, it's crazy. Like it'll be oh, like no. five feet, 10 feet, 80 feet. Yeah, that's you know, weird. Five feet. It's like, yeah. What is happening here? It, it's, it's, it's a different type of coast and the sand moves constantly. Mm-hmm. So the sandbars aren't always in the same place. Nope. Very yeah. difficult to map and navigate for a, you know, a maritime person, I would think. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, well, but it also was perfect for pirates. Yes. There were so many ways to evade mm-hmm. the authorities, the British. Navy in particular, and uh, places to hide and all the inlets and sounds. So that's interesting pirate lore we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I'm excited. Cool. I'm excited. So I think we're going to focus on four different characters. All right. Real life people that had North Carolina ties and piracy ties. And uh, I'm going to let you start out. So I actually... In, in my research and, you know, prepping, I'm, I'm a researcher. We all know that. Yes. But I actually came across a really, really cool story. So there was a guy, and his name was Charles Harry Wedby. Okay. So he was not a pirate. He was actually a lawyer. Hmm. Um, and his family had one of the original cottages out in the Outer Banks. Cool. So he grew up there. Mm-hmm. And what he started to do was he actually wrote four books mm-hmm. and collected all of the stories from all of the old timers. Cool. So, you know, because it would always get passed down, right, from generation to generation. And of yeah. course, things like that have gotten lost over time. Yeah. But he has written four books and they're so cool. Okay. So he's got anything from, you know, the history of the Outer Banks. Mm-hmm. But I actually learned something really interesting about pelicans. Really? Tell me about it. Pelicans. Okay. So, you know, pelicans are the ones that, you know, they go out and they scoop up. You know, the water and stuff like that. Got the big mouth. Exactly, you know, the, yeah. right, exactly. And they, they say that, you know, when, they, when they're flying, they shoot into, you know, the ocean like a dart. Yeah, I've seen them. Yeah, it's, it's really so cool. cool. Mm-hmm. So fishermen, maritimers, pirates, all of them, 
they believed that if you messed with a pelican, killed it, hurt it, maimed it, harmed it in any way, mm -hmm. that you were causing harm to your soul. Oh. And you would actually be jinxed for a year. Ah. And your life was cursed from then on out. <sighs> Never heard that. Right? So yeah. what they believed is that the pelicans were actually souls of pirates and things like that that had been lost <laughs> yeah. and they ended up like stalking ships or boats or you know whatever <laughs> because you know they were out on the water oh yeah and they would fish interesting so the pelican they say lives long enough to catch enough fish to fill the boat mm. that they died on. I see. Interesting. Isn't that kind of cool? That is kind of cool. I've never heard that before. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Cool folk tale. Yeah, right? So mm -hmm. I highly recommend his stories. Mm -hmm. They are available on Amazon. Excellent. Excellent. But they're also available in bookstores at the coast. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Man, what a great character and, and real life author. You can learn so much from stuff like that. I know, you know? I know. I'll, we're just. It's just rich in history. I know. Collection of stories. Absolutely. So what do you got? Well, so the three characters or individuals that I want to highlight today from a North Carolina piracy perspective is number one, of course, Blackbeard. That's got to be Blackbeard. Edward Teach. Yep. Edward Thatch. He's gone by a couple of different um, AKAs, mm -hmm. I guess you'd say, aliases, but everybody knows him as Blackbeard. He's like the world's most famous pirate, mm -hmm. and he called North Carolina home, yep. which is kind of cool. The other one is a guy named Steve Bonnet, and Steve Bonnet, another feared pirate, but more of a gentleman pirate based on what I've studied and read. And Wasn't Bonnet an outlander? Yes. Aha. Yes, he was. He was a bad guy. And he was not a gentleman in no, Outlander. No, he was not. Saying. He was not. And that was, you know, Outlander's a great show, by the way. It's a good one to stream. Wow, especially now that they're on, like, that they're in North Carolina. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which is so cool. And a lot of it's fact-based, fact like, mm -hmm. geographically and everything else. It's really cool. Uh, the third person we're going to talk about, not a pirate, nope. but has pirate ties, was Governor Charles Eden. Oh. So... Uh, governor Charles Eden was appointed by Queen Anne to be governor of the Carolina, North Carolina colony in 1713. And the reason North Carolina had such a robust pirate industry mm -hmm. on the coast of North Carolina is because Charles Eden was in cahoots with pirates. Always cahooting. Always cahooting. So I'm going to read something, and this is straight from NCpedia. Okay. So I I love studying pirates and reading about pirates, but I cannot put thoughts together succinctly in a way that these folks have. So I'm just read this to you. All right, and I'm ready. These are excerpts. So talking about Edward Teach and Steve Bonnet, Teach, better known as Blackbeard, was the very was was the very profession. Perso personification. personification. Thank you. Uh, maybe I shouldn't read it. Yeah, I don't know. Chippenworth. Personification of pirate, a man of frightening appearance and brutal action who had terrorized the citizenry of Charlestown, South Carolina, now Charleston, mm -hmm. and the coastal South Carolina before moving his freebooting activities to the sounds and rivers of North Carolina. Bonnet who sometimes employed the surname Thomas, was just the opposite. He was described as the master of a plentiful fortune, the professor of a liberal education, and 
a gentleman of good reputation in the Isle of Barbados. Yeah, that is definitely not how he's perceived. <laughs> That's right. Reportedly, he turned to piracy because he could not get along with his wife. Huh. You know. All right, gentlemen. I'm not even going to comment on that. No, you'll have another career path. You need it. <laughs> Is <laughs> you go through a divorce and you want to turn to piracy, I promise you. This may be the only case on record of a man using his own money to buy and outfit a vessel for the specific purpose of pursuing piracy. For a brief period in early 1718, the two pirates actually joined forces off of the Carolina coast. But Blackbeard, of course, quickly took advantage of his new partner and they soon parted company. I would have loved to have been a fly on the ship in that <laughs> conversation. So in time, both lots of pelicans, lots of pelicans. <laughs> in time, <laughs> both accepted the King's offer of clemency and were given certificates of pardon by North Carolina governor, Charles Eden. Go figure. They then quickly resumed their pirate, their piracy activities and Bonnet headed North capturing several prizes off the Virginia coast before returning to the Cape Fear river. To, spare, to repair and refit his new flagship, the Royal James. Also known as Wilmington. That's correct. When word reaches Charlestown, now Charleston, South Carolina, that Bonnet was back, South Carolina's governor sent out two sloops commanded by this fellow named Rhett, R-H-E-T-T, to track him down. And in late September of 1718, Rhett captured Bonnet and his crew near Cape Fear, near Wilmington, mm -hmm. and returned them to Charlestown for trial. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Blackbeard had established his base of operations in North Carolina town of Bath, which we've talked about before, yep. where he repute... <laughs> uh -huh. Another word there? <laughs> Doing good. Where it is said <laughs> that he had taken a teenage girl as his 14th wife, that's what, I, that's what I heard. 14th wife, yep. while establishing a working relationship with Tobias Knight, the governor's secretary, and even with Governor Eden himself. Alternative between, uh, alternating between uh, capturing cargo vessels at sea and harassing traders on the Pamlico River and nearby sounds, Blackbeard seemed to have had no fear of retribution because of his close relationship with Knight and Governor Charles Eaton. Distressed by these activities, the responsible partners of the region finally appealed to Governor Alexander Spotswood of Virginia for help in ridding the province of this pirate problem. Spotswood responded by sending uh, a, a Lieutenant Robert Maynard in pursuit of Blackbeard with two sloops. Late in the evening of, tw of 21 November, 1718. I love how they do that. I know. Maynard caught up with Blackbeard in a small sloop called Adventure near the Ocracoke Inlet. So much cool stuff. We've been to these places. This is so know, awesome. Right? In a ferocious battle, the next day, all of Blackbeard's crew were either killed or captured, and the pirate himself was beheaded. Oh, well, see, Pelicans. Pelicans, exactly. Ten days later, in Charlestown, the one-time Barbados gentleman, Steve Bonnet, was hanged in the public square, thus bringing an end to what they called the golden age of piracy in North Carolina. 
Isn't that cool stuff? That is really cool. But again, I, I'm going to go back to Outlander. Sure, sure. I think how Bonnet died in Outlander was better. I'm trying to remember how he died. Well, we can't give away all the No, I know, I know. They may not have watched it yet. Great show, great show, but not appropriate for children. Children. Not appropriate for children. Unless your you have, well, you know, have you ever heard of Vid Angel? No. That is really cool. Vid Angel? Vid Angel. Like, you can actually go on there, and I can make it where Adam could watch Outlander. Oh, it just kind of edits the stuff back. Edits oh, everything out. Man. It is really cool. Yes, I well, mean, we've got some really... So I read, when I was reading a little bit about, uh, about Black Theory, mm-hmm. they said that like he was he was kind of nasty. Yeah. Like, he wasn't a good person. No. Yet, he seemed to be able to sweet-talk the ladies. Oh, yes. 14 like, wives? 14 Come wives. On. Well, right? he had money, too, I'm sure. Well, but I don't think he actually legally married any of them, mm-hmm. because the person who married him was the captain of the ship. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, that's cool history sneaky, right there. Sneaky. Well, Blackbeard was said to be a big man. Yep. Black, big, thick Blackbeard, of course. That's what he was named for. But he also had, uh, like, slow-burning fuses that he would tie into his beard and under his hat. And he would actually go, when going into battle or taking a ship, he would light those fuses. What? And so it looked like his beard was on fire and smoke was coming out from around him. His beard was on fire. Well, no, it was so freaking cool. I mean, I think he was, a, you know, pretty much a bad A. I yeah. use that term a lot, a bad A. He was, it was a, he was a good guy in terms of like, man, he was probably feared by a lot of people. But let me talk to you a little bit about more, a little bit more about Governor Charles Eden, because I think he was the catalyst for all of this activity at that time in the early 1700s because he was probably getting a lot of kickbacks and payoffs, mm-hmm. I'm sure. And Governor Tryon. So Eden's administration is remembered best for the activities of pirates, notably Steed and, of course, Blackbeard in North Carolina waters. And uh, Tobias Knight, his secretary, was implicated when a letter written to him by Blackbeard, Edward Teach, was found on the pirate's body when he died and got beheaded. Uh-oh. And also by the fact that a cargo taken from a captured ship by Blackbeard was stored in Knight's barn. Ooh. So really interesting. In Knight's letter, mention of the governor to, governor's desire to see and talk with Blackbeard was deemed grounds for suspicion of Eden's collusion with the pirates, but no further proof was found. And interestingly, both Knight and Charles Eden were never tried or found guilty of any crimes. Really? Very interesting. So Virginia and South Carolina had complained for some time about the shipping losses and the losses of their goods and and provisions because of piracy, and finally the governors, as we mentioned, went and caught both pirates. Steed was hung, Mm -hmm. and Blackbeard was beheaded. So really interesting stuff, and last thing about Governor Charles Eden was that in a previous Carolina Home podcast episode, we Mm -hmm. focused on Edenton. Yeah, yeah. Well, Edenton was named after Governor Charles Eden, and he is actually buried there today. I wonder if the barn is still standing. I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we don't, we don't, well, I guess our tobacco barns were a little later. Yeah, that's probably true, about 1800s, maybe <laughs> so. But, you know, I, I just love North Carolina history. The east coast of North Carolina is full of history, both good and bad. 
And, oh, yeah. you know, uh, but, you know, it's just factual. It's history. Whether it's good past or bad past, as we always talk about, it's history. It's history. And it's something that we all should learn and know about. And piracy is a big part of that in yeah, the 1700s. Yeah, in North no, it Carolina. definitely is. So. No, so we definitely highly encourage you guys. You know, I mean, you know how I like my Pinterest. Oh, yeah. Oh, there yeah. are so many guides, mm -hmm. you know, places to go, things to do, things Absolutely. to see. I will say, though. Yes. Do not take the Spanish moss home. No, we talked about that in another episode, too. The Spanish moss is not for filling pillows or sleeping on or putting in a nice little vase. Nope, nope. You will, you will, yeah, you will regret that. You'll itch for eternity with those chiggers <laughs> biting you. So, anyway, um, tune in to our Carolina Home Podcast Visitor Moments. They're two to three to four minutes yep. snippets of places to visit and places to go and things see, to do. Eat. and Yeah, see and eat in North Carolina. awesome stuff. So uh, stay tuned in. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks guys so much. We appreciate you.